I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You're listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. It's Mika Burton. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. It's okay. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I freaked him I out. But you fooled them. I freaked him out for a second. Are we on the internet? Shut the fuck up, Brian. Ashley's back! Yay! Yay! Tis I! I understand. I understand. <laughs> Tonight, Ashley's back. Ashley's back. And yep. Ashley's back. <laughs> we'll break it all down with my guests, Ashley and Matthew Mercer. Hey. No Ashley, but there's a real aesthetic hey, yeah. going on tonight. This was the couch has um, a vibe. We man. clearly called each other. Yeah, we're like, to hey. say that we're wearing our biker jackets. It's also like the first cold night California's had in a while, so we're just like, yeah. I get to put on jackets. Anna's man. Yay! Yeah. Are we gonna all go see oh. like Operation Ivy after this, or you know? <laughs> sure. I mean, if you super want to. I, I don't know if they're still around. Uh, all that and more tonight on Talks Machina. <laughs> Let's begin. Want to see inside mine? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Show it to me. I can't do it on Twitch. Oh. What I can show you is a couple of exclusive pieces of <laughs> merchandise available now oh. in the store. <laughs> I didn't pregame before the show. Oh my God. This dice set. They're so beautiful. Is gorgeous. If you look closely, you can see forever. <laughs> anyway, this is available in the store. Opals. God, I do such a better job of this than Laura does. She's like, oh my God, there's something. She's like Taylor Swift accepting an award. I had no idea this was happening. She's in charge of merch. So I love it so much. A lot of people like Taylor Swift. And a lot of people, people don't like you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is extremely true. Why are you coming in like defending? I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying Taylor Swift's a terrible person, which she is. Well, Adolf Swittler, but I'm saying. <laughs> Oh boy. When she accepts an award, she's like, oh my god, you guys like me? This is so weird. I had no idea I had fans. Get this shit. You know why? 
This is the calendar, the pinup calendar. Ooh, it's so Art hot. by none other than Bab Star, of course. I love it so if much. We're, if, you're, if you need to get horny, you call Bab Star. That is extremely true. That's, that's I, I, true. I read it on her website. Now listen, yeah. I don't want to spoil, oh God, that one's, ooh. I didn't think that one would make it in there. That's a little bit. Okay, at the uh, Foster Johnson household, just to let everybody know, it's uh, Gilmore month all year. So take a look at that. Yeah. Damn right. That's probably like. And we're going to start celebrating all of the holidays. I think you do. That are in the calendar. No, our, I like that art piece tonight. I like, go, go back to the art piece. I'm just kind of, can I get a nice, good look on it? Oh, I'm sorry. I... Wait, 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 wait. We'll do this. There Schmidt, go. you got me? Yeah. There we go. Oh, good. I'm terribly sorry. I hope you're not busy. <laughs> you just happen to drop in. I mean, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're to me right now. We're on air. That's <laughs> old some calendars. Okay, <laughs> in the store now. Moving on. Uh, for some reason, this episode is sponsored. <laughs> I know, people are brave, and brave people deserve a shout out. This time, it's Knights of Pen and Paper 2, the critically acclaimed, uh, acclaimed turn-based uh, pixel art. <laughs> I told you it was gonna happen. I was, gonna, I was like, the, your, you nervous. your first show back, I'm gonna completely break down and have like, but listen. Okay, I'm listening. Don't distract me. Okay, sorry. This retro-style game was played by Matt Marisha on an episode of Everything is Content. Was it like a month ago or so? A couple it's months ago? It's months back, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's like, pretty fun game. A little role-playing, a little sense of humor, a little, yeah, uh, I lots of... I played the first one years ago, and so we played the second one recently, and uh, we had a good time with it. It's like your old pen and paper game on the screen. Has a lot of in, inside jokes about, you know, gaming and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's got a fun kind of combat system, and yeah, yeah it's a good time. Really fun. I thought it was entertaining to, uh, watch you guys play that. But it's fun watching couples play games that don't uh, sort of break up every time they do. You mean overcooked? We tend to play games that stress ourselves, stress us out though. Keep going, Max. Yeah, this yeah. is true. <laughs> you can find that episode of Everything is Content on our YouTube channel if you missed it, and the game is now available for free on iOS, Android, and Steam. Check it out, and bit.ly. Flash. CR Knights. <laughs> we did it at the same time. That was so cute. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Uh, also, huge thank you to everyone who came to our live show on Saturday in Austin. That was fucking incredible. One of the best crowds, I think. There were there were two uh, balconies, two. So yeah, so uh, when you walked out there, you felt like you know Garth Brooks or. Someone that's a better example, Steve. Sorry, <laughs> Steve just went. Oh, he like he it hurt him. Yeah, Why? But Garth a, Brooks is a talented man. No, he is, but I he's just he's I he's like young. when Garth he's Brooks young, did so that like, side thing. Oh yeah, he was his. his, his, like, his you're talking like about you're talking about Chris. Yeah, his his, his God. You're talking about motherfucking Chris Gaines. Yo, industrial era. Yeah, watch the SNL that Garth Brooks hosted, but Chris Gaines was the musical guest. Chris Gaines, that's right. Yo, that album's got some bops, though. That Chris, huh? Talk about lore, dude. That album's got some bops, though. Chris Gaines, don't hate on it. But Austin awesome show, Austin awesome live show yeah, was awesome really good. Yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. wonderful. A lot of great. That was insane. Out. Set up for you guys to see it. I was, uh, that was awesome. Fun. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, still a strict no spoiler policy in effect until it airs on Friday, November yes. 29th. This Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific on Twitch. We're watching you. <laughs> 
enjoy enjoy my pain. Don't and spoil it for people because live, everyone dies. The live show was Saturday was your birthday. It was. Yeah. They happy sang happy birthday. birthday to me. We came out for the Q&A, which was half the theater just about, and then they uh, they assaulted me with it, and it was so... It's so weird that people just clap anyway when you walk out somewhere. Like that that concept to me is so strange, yeah. much less like to show that much love and uh, it was it won't be on the VOD, but it was so it was so sweet of them to to sing and uh, that was so great. And then we yeah, we we every we, dime we paid them. It was. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I gave them it's all pretty a, penny, but yeah, it was a bag worth it. With a, gave them all a bag with a poster and a dice set. Had to had to really fork out for that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's going to be Friday, 7 p.m. on Twitch. Uh, if you missed it, the VOD is going to be available on our YouTube on Sunday. And finally, our fundraising campaign with our friends at OSD is still live, whole month of November. Uh, last week, I think I told you we had helped somewhere between four and 600 uh, vets, and we're up to 1,000 veterans and active duty service oh, members. That's incredible. That help because of everybody's guys. donations. So thank you so, so much. Cool. Amazing. To everyone that's donated and shared our campaign. Special shout out to my man, Travis Fredericks of the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. for graciously offering to donate $500 per, $500 per natural one. Yeah. Rolled in November, and even like retrospectively, I heard back to, and damn. Retrospectively. Wait, what is it? Did I say it right? Sure. Retroactively. There you go. There it is. <laughs> but I like yours. It's 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 a little more erudite. Yes. <laughs> it's hard. It's a, it's a tough couch. I get lost in both your eyes. I get. Mm-hmm. Can't sing the whole thing. I know it. <laughs> uh, hey, remember to visit critrollcom osd to join our campaign. Uh, do what our government can't and take care of people right. that uh, serve this country. As a quick reminder, this Thursday is Thanksgiving here in America. Unless you're a pagan. We will not have an episode of Critical Role this week or an episode of Talks Machina next week. I tried it out in rehearsal and you all laughed. So that's why I did it again. Don't lie to them, Brian. I'm not lying to anybody. Happy Green Man. I'm trying to make up for something here. You I'm did. sorry. You did. You did well. We're all trying. Hey, we wish you the happiest of holidays should you choose to celebrate. Uh, we're incredibly thankful for you, our community. That's true. Yeah. I'd be doing this show. To no one, if it weren't for the, the community. I'd still be doing it. Ashley got me this shirt for my birthday. How about that? I did. That's pretty Name sad. an album. Name an album? Um, I don't know, I just stand shirts. Dude, this shirt is Bad Outta Hell 2. I can't show the back because I would have to undress a little bit more, but it's, a li- it's from Fine. 1996. It's the year that I fell in love with Marvin, AKA Meatloaf. Could go on all night, but instead, let's discuss Critical Role episode 86, <laughs> campaign two. Nice. The Cathedral. Version. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do karaoke meatloaf, I'll give me the 15 go minute version. Man. Yeah, let me let me get. I want people to be mad at me. Everyone's yeah. here for that deep meatloaf floor. Just keep yes. going. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just keep going. Sit down, Matt Key. It's verse eight time, and then you can go to the bathroom. After verse eight, that's there what singing go. meatloaf is like. Did Key sing with me? Did we? We did Key sang the uh, the part right. We did uh, Paradise yes, by the Dashboard Light. He's he, you and Key are a good karaoke, but you're surprise karaoke kings, man. There's Every nothing surprising then. about Matt being a karaoke king. Yeah. It just occasionally. Matt, I would understand. Well, same with Key. 
He's also Matt. He's also Matt. The mats are strong in karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> They're strong with I don't this know. one. <laughs> hey, here's some crit roll stats for you, brought to you by your friends at Crit Roll Stats. Yeah! Okay. Crit Roll Stats! Woo! Some of them were at the live show, but I didn't get to see them because I got blackout drunk for my birthday and couldn't recognize anyone's face. <laughs> I would have seen them, but I was very sick that weekend, so I didn't really see anybody. Yeah, yeah you both of you got a little sick. Yeah. This week. Well, I had not weekend. like Matt. But well, you guys ate too much meat. You ate too much Texas to meat, man. Yeah, the meat sweats. But show, show, show must go on. Yes, it was a great show. I'm so excited <laughs> for really people happy to see it. it. Hey, here's the stats for episode 86. Yasha played so brilliantly, most recently by you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> That's all the time we. Yasha was under Oban's control for 59 days. Wow. Yeah. 10 short of a real nice long time. <laughs> oh man. That's a long time. Damn, if she'd been under his control for 69 days, that would have been, been so great. You couldn't have fudged it, Matt? Just a little bit more. Sorry. It's okay. What's done is done. Two more episodes of Blind Spot. And just, they need, <laughs> they just needed really seven more that. days yeah. in, the, uh, in, in the Happy Fun Ball. Just one more long rest. Yeah. It's <laughs> a long time to be under someone's influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 59 days. Yeah. Check this out, though. Oban is Yasha's 14th. How do you want to do this? So good. That's so what? many. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I said the same thing earlier when I saw this. What? 14th. Barbaric. I don't think 14 had that. I, I don't think Pike had that in all of campaign one. Probably not. Well, you weren't much of a you damage much dealer of a, as Pike. You, you were, were You were in a battle mercy but, like Laura. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it, actually. Dang, that's crazy. Barbarians, yeah. Barbarians. <gasps> Um, speaking of Oban, our wonderful friends, Henry, Alex, and Tyler, who help us curate drinks for Between the Sheets, sent us a bottle of Oban and uh, said, uh, congrats, uh, victory is sweet, and vengeance it says, vengeance is uh, delicious. Yes. Please do not add Coke. <laughs> oh. That's a scarlet letter that I bear to this day. Hey, 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 From hey. a mistake that was technically not mine. Hey, I But sure. Do you know how many people I met in the lobby at Austin that said, you don't smell like cabbage, so I know how you feel. You know what I mean? They weren't close enough. That's true. I do have my- it's really under the skin. I do have yeah, my, proximity, my proximity bracelet yeah. on. <laughs> hey, Caleb set the campaign record for most damage dealt in an episode for campaign two. Oh yeah, the fireball Gatling gun. Four hundred and forty-nine <laughs> oh damage. Yeah, man. Four hundred and forty-nine. That's like those numbers that Joe Manganello makes up about his roles. In, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's crazy amounts. That's insane. Yeah. It's because he's hitting multiple. Wow. That, that's that's what wizards are for. Like yeah, yeah. kind of a Gatling Lots gun. They, they, they don't do as much like direct per round damage to a single target as you know. Well, they can at higher levels comparatively, but like. It's all about that mass damage to low-level guys mm. and hitting multiple guys with big AOA spells and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They clear out the they clear out the fodder. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Matt. Yeah. Played by you, Matt. That I did. Rolled yeah. your one hundred and twentieth natural twenty this campaign. Oh shit. Whoa. As the cardiologist against Caduceus's blight spell. Oh right. Yeah. Right. I feel nice about that. Thank you. Thank you for all stats. Ketogeist. Ketogeist, yeah. Ketogeist. Don't, 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 don't encourage him. It, it uh, translates only, loosely into to murder ghost. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, 
Let's ask some questions. Let's do it. This one's for both of you. I'll let you fight over who wants to answer first. This is from Owl Seer. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how you collaborated on what happened to Yasha during her time away from the Mighty Nine from both narrative as well as a leveling up standpoint? Boy. Will you? Do you want to take the lead on this one? Sure, yeah. Uh, While you were away at Blind Spot, for an extended period of time. Don't say his name. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, It was, there were were, were a few different paths you could take when you exited, and so depending on how that exit took place, it was going to kind of dictate what her journey would be while you were gone. And the way things fell, you ended up falling under Oban's sway and taken away with him. So from there, it was pretty much just getting you up to speed as events happened as to what your experience with Oban was. And like when we talked about it, you know, it was, it was very like, I compared it in some ways to like the Purple Man and Jessica Jones. You know, oh yeah, this this kind of overtime Stockholm syndrome esque type experience of an individual that has robbed you of your will. You are not in control of yourself, but then begin to doubt your own relationship with them because they confide in you during this time. Mm-hmm. They they seem to really kind of share this information, and so it was a lot of like me informing Ashley of the things that were happening, and then you saying your emotions and your reactions to these experiences and. You know, attempts to break free, and of course the the ever present. Uh, I don't want to say specter necessarily, but like the, the ever present um, influence of the storm lord trying to help you break those chains, like you did in that one vision that he gave you in the dream. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. I mean, Matt gave me sort of a breakdown of things that have been happening in our worlds. You know, Oban, Kato Geist, and Laffy Hand and Yasha, and. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to a lot of it at some point, but um, it's heavy, but I feel like it it really was the best way to sort of, to leave the campaign. It felt a little bit more organic than even the last time, you know, in and out with Pike and Astral Projection, which was awesome. But I feel like since Yasha doesn't have something like that, this was a really cool way to sort of step away for a while and then still sort of have something going on mm. that I can come back to the table and be like, well, I've been going on a journey as well. It hasn't been a great one, but we'll talk about it at some point. Here are my experiences and how they Here are my, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been fun. I thought I was gonna have a little bit more time to, to take on the group, but I didn't because they, Turn me back real quick. Thank you want to deal more damage and to hurt them more than you were able to? I kind of. You know, said before <laughs> but I feel like out. but I, I feel like there was a little bit of, you know, trying to sort of play both sides of of what Yasha was dealing with. You have to with. RP that yeah. moment. Yeah. You have to RP that moment. You can't just Yeah. You have to you have to deny your instincts yeah. as a Person, yeah, yeah, and it's it's not even so much as a person that took your will and you began to establish a relationship. You know, you and Oban, that time that you had missed as Yasha, you know, that's why he recognized the Orphan Maker when you guys encountered each other. Yeah, pre pre game. Yeah, do you remember the day you came up with Orphan Maker? Yeah, I I feel like that was something that we had talked about. I don't even remember how that came up. You I remember, I know what, who, what her tribe me, is. Yes, you were showing me a lot of the paperwork because Ashley has like a binder of research that she did for Yasha before the show and you were explaining, I'm not going to get into any of it, but explaining some of it's kind of out there, but a lot of stuff of where she came from and what kind of, what those people were like. And then 
you were like, oh, I should come up with a name. For, and then I think you had said one or two other things, and then that came out. I was like, ah, that's, like it. that's it, that's it, that's it, that's oh, yeah. it. Don't even, don't even bother, yeah. don't even bother thinking of anything else. That's too, that's too good, yeah. 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 It's good to have you back at the table. Very it's much. good to be back. Yep. I can't wait to sort of get my, get my, uh, my land legs again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your sea, get sea my legs. legs again. My land legs. Yeah, land You're legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your West Coast legs. Yeah. Matt. Yes. Mbusutil wants to know. It seems as though Theris Dune's influence has been felt since episode one. How early into the planning of this campaign did you know this would be the direction it would be heading in? Uh, I knew it from the beginning that it would be a, a Theris Dune-based narrative. I didn't have a full crystalline idea of, of how that would, you know, unveil or how that would tie itself into the story. But, you know, because I can't lock everything in that early because I don't know what the players are going to do and the directions it'll go and stuff. But I knew I knew there was going to be an aspect of Thurs Dune um, essentially uh, catfishing a bunch of other cults. Because that's mm. that's one of the things I like about it. <laughs> when you're when when you're a god who is who is a harbinger of madness and destruction, it's very hard to convince people to come and pray to you because really there's no benefit at the end. If I win, you all go mad and die. Like you still yeah. want to come with me? You know, it's yeah. it's a hard ask. And so a lot of what what uh, you know, I, I like about him uh, as as an entity, uh, uh, them whatever is kind of a formless mass without gender, but mm-hmm. um, is that uh, Thurus Dune goes and, and infiltrates other cults and essentially covertly tricks them into doing things in his, in their favor. Without them knowing, and that was kind of I wanted to incorporate that into this story, into this narrative, um, and so I began to seed elements of his influence, of uh, the, the themes that the Rizdun represents, and the world around them, and kind of the the growing chaos, the growing hunger, the growing tension and aggression, mm. and a lot of other things out there. So I knew from the very beginning, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to come in until we went further along in the story and things began to come together and I began to get inspiration as to how it would work well within the story and yeah. Wow. Mm. God damn. I want to crawl inside your brain, man. Don't do that. There's, okay. There's not a lot of room. <laughs> it's a lot of just bone. <laughs> a lot of bone marrow. Yeah. Ashley, Yay. Zemni and Critter wants to know, can you share a little of what being controlled felt like for Yasha? How aware was she of what she was doing? Uh, again, this goes back to what we were talking about. Um, I believe she was fully aware. Mm-hmm. Um, Completely. Just no control of yeah. her her body or the things that she was doing. Um, but you know, being with someone for fifty nine days and that's the only person that you're really talking to, there's that weird level even with you know what the comparison that you were making of that's your only companion on this journey with you. That doesn't mean you like them, but there's this weird Stockholm syndrome thing that yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Many people believe that's that you've been out. under uh, with me for all these years. <sighs> well that's obviously true. Yeah, is it but yeah. We'd established that. Yeah. I think it's been established, but. They're ganging up on me, Matt. Um, yeah, she was fully aware. Yeah. She was fully aware. And that's why each sort of, um, any attack on, on anyone that has happened with either Mighty Nine or on the 59 day journey um, mm-hmm. has been very painful. 
It's been interesting too, because like, it, it wasn't like he took control of you and was like, "You're my, you know, do my bidding." It was, he was very, like I told this to you a little bit too. Like, he was very trying, trying to talk her up, being like, "You know, no, yes. you're." You're chosen for a reason. You're special. You are. You're one of the harbingers chosen for the angel. You know. You have a great destiny ahead of you. You know. Cool. I saw it the day I met you, and I'm excited to bring you there. And it was. Just, it's a very fucked up relationship yeah. of, of somebody yeah. that that robs somebody of their ability to to be themselves, of all their agency, but still try and and talk them up and and convince them with honeyed words and ideas of of them almost appreciating and looking out for them it's a it's a it's confusing it's confusing and a very like dis, disgusting example of an abusive relationship yes. i feel like that yeah. per, i feel yes. like that purple man uh, comparison is super it's spot, yeah. super spot yeah. on yeah. it wasn't intentional yeah. until i had built out the kind of the whole relationship and i was like oh this is very in some ways like a, a, a it's the best kind of pop culture Yes, uh, dynamic. Absolutely. I can I can compare it to. Yeah, when you made that comparison, I was like, got it. Okay, yeah. um, but it's it's complicated mm. because yeah, if someone's complimenting and caring for you, but also making you do things, you're you're and after that many days, I don't know. You have to be pretty strong-willed to sort of fight against that. I feel like Sam Regal's been doing that to Max and I for like four or five years, right? Because he says, "Go get my wine," and then I suddenly just sort of. <laughs> drift over to the wine. Do you feel the same way, Max? Absolutely. There it is. <laughs> Matt. Yes. Look at those cats wants to know. It's cute. Look at those cats. Look at those cats. Look at those cats. Look at those cats. What influenced your decision in having Pumat help the Mighty Nine? Was it something you planned, spur of the moment, or because the Mighty Nine needed an extra party member for the battle ahead? Uh, it was. It was based on who they spoke to in their uh, reaching out to allies in Zadash, you know, depending on if they wanted to, they may have been able to reach out and get some help from the gentleman and maybe like some of his associates. They could have maybe reached out to the the High Richter, who uh, uh, Dolan, who's now there, and Andy. Uh, yeah, not, no, not that one. Um, you know, or, or you know, th there were a lot of options they could have gone with. They things happened to throw down in Pumat's uh, shop. shop, yeah. And at that point, I thought about it. And was like, you know, like. He's already been kind of pulled into this fray a bit. Um, I already have the minis painted, <laughs> and, it, and it'd be kind of fun to just have him tag along. Like that, that was both a, a choice going narratively, I could see it making sense for realizing the danger that's here, that he's like, well, I gotta do something. I can't just sit back here and do nothing. Um, and also just think it, it would've been fun to bring him into the fray. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, know that, I know they probably needed the help. It but helped also with the, the tone as well, because there were all these like really terrifying like things happening in these really intense moments, and then it would be Pumat's turn, and it was it would return to kind of being a little bit dopey almost. Right, it brought a little bit of levity. To yeah, it. it brought some levity. It made it made it broke things up a little bit, so it wasn't just ah for you know four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then of course he he might have sacrificed himself. As Pumat, okay, oh. That was, it was just, it was fun to imagine in his moments when it came to his turn to be like, all right, so Pumat spends most of his days in the pent market, you know, doesn't see a whole lot of strife or turmoil directly in his life. One near assassination, and he's like, all right, we gotta go stop 
the bad things. And then he walks into this cathedral of absolute terror, and the whole time he's just like, oh, this oh was, uh, this might have not been the best idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but um, here, yeah, we're already already uh, knee deep in this, gotta yeah. see it through, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So it was fun to play out that aspect of it. Please let him be okay. I know, god damn. <laughs> he's gotta be okay, Matt. Yeah, he's got to. There were other people coming, right? The Cobalt Soul was coming, right? Yeah, they are. Matt? They came right when we closed the door. It's true, they're coming to help him. Peace. God damn your poker face. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Wanna play cards later? <gasps> sure. Oh wow. <laughs> Attention. Ashley. <laughs> Since Sure. What the fuck is it, Danny? Does Yasha think mm-hmm. her return to the group will cause interparty conflict? If so, does she fear the reaction of any particular members of the Mighty Nine? Yes and yes. Okay, who in, who who particularly? Um, yeah, I I think I don't know about inner party conflict, and I don't think it's anybody. Well, probably after that fight with Bo, I think she's gonna feel a little bit weird because she damn near killed her, and that was one of the most stressful moments I've ever had in a game. You text me. Can I tell them what you text me? I don't remember what I texted you. I was so she stressed. She texted me and said, if I would have killed Bo, I would have just killed myself. Oh. I, In the middle of the game. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think knowing Yasha's backstory that's been up until this point, I'm like, okay, I gotta switch some things around because this is a little depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like that would have, the Indeed. weight of that extra, she's taken so many lives at this point and also sort of, Still dealing with the coward decision, cowardly decision that she made with her wife. I think yeah. I don't think she could have handled that. I, get it. I totally fucking. Get I, th- it. I think she would have just, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would have just Falling been too on hard. Her forward, ma'am. I get yeah. it. But um, one person can only handle so much in that regard, you know. And yeah. Like, yeah. I know with Ford, there's I. I I think even before there was still some distrust that Ford had with Yasha a little bit, and but I think just in general with everybody, it's knowing what she's done at this point, and also just being against the playing against them and fighting them. I, I, I'm just, I, how could anybody be like, oh, you'll forgive me, right? Yeah, it's fine. You know, she's, it's, she'll deal with the weight of that for a while and mm-hmm. just be like, ah, how can I make it up to you? And mm-hmm. yeah. also have to figure out how to turn that around in game. And also give, let Yasha be like a little bit happy for a while. Cause yeah. I was like, oh boy, this is, I've created something very sad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. Pike was such a, you know, Ray of light. like, yeah, incandescent, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. that, that, that you know, doing the same thing again, you probably would have gotten bored with it. Well, yeah, over time. and to the same degree too. Like there, there is beauty in exploring sadness and regret. Yes, it can be hard, and the journey itself can be longer than expected. Which I think in some aspects, this has been partially because of just your absence and yeah. working around that. But, but I'm personally excited to see where the journey takes us from this point. You know, Me like too, like a, a glimmer of redemption at. Freeing yourself from the chains, yeah, and 
restored and returned, I'm I'm curious to see kind of the healing process. Me too. It's so allegorical. It's always darkest before the the dawn. Is it Father. so weird? It does it Father. still? It's oh, still... good one! Nice. Look at that. I was Why trying. I was. I was trying Carr. to find it. I was like, it's not right, but I found it. <laughs> we have Danny Carr. That's why we have Christmas Danny. That's why Danny Carr is the host of Talks Machina. This thing's really soft, by the way. This little Christmas tree that's right here. Really? I, I like keep it. Touching it. Okay, let's not. Okay, <laughs> we're bordering. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that might be. <clears throat> Should do like a. Zach, what's the opposite of the touchdown gift? Uh, Matt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what we're trying to oh, prevent, Steve. <clears throat> Continue, oh, Mitch so much. Mitch so much. There's so much Mitch. So much. Man, so yes. <laughs> Did you have a plan if no one passed their roles to dispel the magic on Yasha, or was the dispelling inevitable that session for the sake of the story and so Yasha could play again? It wasn't inevitable. I mean, there, there's a chance that. Uh, what was it they did that? Like fifth? Uh, I, I I had set the this kind of similar to the dominate person spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level spell. I had yep. set it as a fifth level uh, domination effect uh, uh, for the purposes of dispelling. Yep. Um, and I mean, I, I there was there was a chance that oh that they were going to succeed and and destroy the shackle, and continue on to wherever the next one would be. Mm. In which case, Yasha would follow with them. In which case, we would talk about either having like. An ancillary character that you could create and jump in with, kind of like a Terry and Darrington mm-hmm. type, you know, in the interim. Hopefully, so you could still join the group and still play, but Yasha remains kind of an NPC character until she's restored type scenario. Um, so, like that—that that was kind of my plan. There was, if, mm-hmm. if it didn't work out, she would continue as this NPC antagonist along with Oban's crew, depending on how this all went down. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that was kind of it. And of course, if they managed to, even if they didn't manage to dispel. It on her if they managed to defeat Oban and destroy him, they would sever his control. I mean, like, not, not even like, because, uh, well, the thing is, if, if Oban dies, he goes back to the hells and is restored, in which case the the bond that holds you remains. But if they. Throughout made, that pro- whole process? Yeah, that's what happened with the first battle. Even though they, they destroyed Oban, his oh, control of you yeah, remains. Yeah, um, but it was because, uh, if you look at the episode, his, his look of fear at the end, because he was like confident, even though he failed. The Angel of Irons that he would come back to life in the hells and be restored, but it was the Chained Oblivion's punishment on him that robbed him of his fiendish form, and now he can't do that. Um, so, but. so that transition—if they managed to defeat Oban down there, the way you, the way that happened—that would have still severed his control over her. But the difference being, they would have had to have been fighting Yasha this entire time on top of everything else. Oh God, that so. would have been exhausting. I even thought that when. After killing him, when we all killed him, I was like, "But we're not. It's not going to work. It's not going to stick." But then right. when that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. even worse." Yeah, that was that was the the thing that Therus Dune could really take from him that yeah. would punish him was yeah. was his his eternal confidence and his inability to be truly destroyed. Mm. Wow. <sighs> Therus Dune sounds like a dick. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. Probably one of the worst. <laughs> like anyone who knows of the the, the history, the D and D history of Thurs Dune, like he's a fucker. Really? Yeah. A real, fucker. A real Sam Regal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's fun? Ooh. What? what? Cosplay of the week. Yeah. yeah. Cosplay of the week. Sew it up, put it together, take a picture. Quickly. 
That was amazing. That's the best new song. I love it. <laughs> Take a picture. Take a picture. <laughs> I love the abruptness of the ending. Well, because it was ending. I knew that I, the animation the was timing was perfect. I do watch this show. This is I know you watch the show more than I don't know. <laughs> hey, our winner for this week was sent in by Windy at Witty Windy. Ooh, this is incredible. Let's see it. I'm gonna hit you with it. Boom. Oh. oh! Oh, come on! Hey. That's a, like, a uh, it's a great costume and it's a great photograph. The lighting, the color, the that's just incredible. I love it. the attitude. Oh, I'm Woody all Windy. of it. And look and at the, look, look the, the edited wings in the yeah, back. Yeah, the blurred wings in the back. Oh, ah, great entirely. Dope. Well done, Wendy. This picture says, "This picture says, you won't see me coming, and that's too bad." <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, congrats to you, Witty Wendy. You have won this. I want a print of that. Purple heart dice tray <laughs> from our friends. <laughs> Jerry, you're supposed to come. It's a new, it's a new thing where Jerry, put, I don't like to Did reach. Did you tell him about this new thing or you just no. made up this new thing? No, and he's then... supposed to just know. Okay, well. This is purple heart. Now this is one of the best looking and most unique smelling. You to take part. Smell this, baby. The, the ceremonial Let sniffing of the smells. wormwood. Yeah, it's nice. It's cool, right? It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Witty Wendy gets this for free. It's true. God, can you believe it? It was amazing. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. good. Yes. I approve. Quite nice. All right, let's put it in the box. <laughs> let's make sure no one touches it, Jerry. One job to do. Remember, you can enter our <laughs> weekly contest by visiting critroll.com. <laughs> Slash. Oh, that one was beautiful. That was. Love it. Thank you. It was like Rules a soft for our contest one. available at Our first year anniversary. What gift did you give me to celebrate one year of us being together? What did oh, we do? No. For... We went to the Meatloaf show. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. She got me tickets to see Meatloaf in Las Vegas, and we went. We did a photo shoot outside That's the right. Ross. There's a Ross on Las Vegas Boulevard. That's we did right. a photo shoot outside we the Ross because the, si the signs all glammed out, you know, like the hard rock and shit. Saw me love. It was fucking amazing, dude. Tried to sneak backstage. Almost ended up in jail, but I got friends. Ashley. Okay. Taby10 or 17 <laughs> wants to know. We know you're home for good, but Yasha tends to strike out on her own whenever she needs to figure something out. Mm -hmm. Does she want to run this time too, or is she more afraid of being alone? Hmm. Um... Well, <laughs> Henry's it. I, I think, of course, sort of having, um, being herself again and being in control of uh, all of her actions, I think there is an element of wanting to run because you're not wanting to sort of deal with the problems, but I think she's been doing that for so long. Um, but I think because of this, uh, thing that's happened to her, I think she's very afraid to be alone. Mm. Um, Makes sense. And that was one of the things that kept coming up in all of the sort of games and things Matt was telling me, and I was like, man, if I think about sort of the future of this character and if she comes out of this, what would you feel you know, being under someone's influence and then sort of being around your family and you're like, I don't want to be alone, I don't want to be alone. 
someone just like needs to be in a room with me, or you know, it's you'll it's know. A lot. I had, yeah, you'll well, know. I think a lot yeah. of that will come out in the game, but yeah, maybe you'll know. I had sort of the opposite reaction coming out of my kind of like religious sort of culty shit was that uh, I needed to just be away from everybody. And yeah. it was like, isolate, isolate, isolate. But, and I've said this before, like, <clears throat> isolation is an incubator that turns mistakes into habits, right? Mm. And like, the more isolated you are, oh, the more like... Yeah. So to me, it's like, uh, it, my life has become a process of like, learning to live in, within community, right? Because of, and then you yeah. think about someone like this who, but has the self-awareness to go, I, 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 I know my journey, I shouldn't be alone right now. I need, I need to be with people, even if it's people that are gonna be contentious with me because of what's just happened. Yeah. I have a lot of splaining to do. Well, I feel like I relate to that because I feel like as a hermit and a mm -hmm. um, very introverted person, I feel like my go-to is to either run away or just be like, ah, I'm not gonna deal with this, uh, I'm fine. Mm, yeah. You know, but, um, so maybe that's the little bit of therapy that's in the game of just being like, can I sit in this and still be with people that are still upset with me? But yeah. um, knowing that, I mean, we know this is people at this point where it's obviously being in a community and being with your people and dealing with something with your people and your support group. That's a much better way to deal with something than Absolutely. alone. Absolutely. So, um, I'm gonna try to tackle that in the game and see. But she, who knows, she might freak out and just run. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Sorry, Sam was FaceTiming me, I, I ignored it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Where you're just in the middle of talking. It's like, <laughs> of all the episodes, he doesn't need screen time, it's well, right now, no. you're here. I'm not giving him a fucking second of it. <laughs> um, it was so funny to see Everyone be so glad you were back, but then have to be in character in yeah. such an intense <laughs> series of actions like over and over and over again, but watching little moments of just looking over at you and, and seeing such happiness and yeah, it brought my heart. It still doesn't feel like we, we were talking about this today, driving around town. It still feels like it's not really real because it's been five years of our life. So it yeah. feels like there's still some date where Okay, you get two episodes left before, you know what I mean? There's always, there's always like, all right, two more, one more episode, two more episodes, and then I'm gone for eight, nine, ten, eight, no, whatever months, and it's like, yeah, just knowing, yeah, it's just weird. you get to be there every it's super Thursday. exciting. So exciting. It's amazing. We're so happy yeah, to be back. Yeah, I'm so happy. Like, I feel like gone. I've been away at sea. You have. And yeah. then you get home NBC. and you're like, <laughs> Come on, babe. That was so bad. What? So Max but is good. losing it back there. No, he's He's asleep. cat. He can't even breathe. <laughs> he is asleep. Fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels like being bad. being away at, away at sea and then you come back and you're like, this is, this is all weird. Everything's weird. Yeah. So you got to get your land legs. You got to get my land legs. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna be reading a lot of books of how to how people um, reintegrate into society. Well, for one thing, I need you to stop threatening all the cab drivers out here. So remember, <laughs> it's a little different. I need to stop jaywalking. You need to stop sure. jaywalking, and because you, you're gonna get they'll write you tickets out here. Yeah, they that. will. And uh, you gotta. Any the, suggestions are welcome. Yeah, it's <laughs> true, Matt. Yes. Cassandra Ducharme wants to know. There's no way it's Ducharme. I'm not doing Charm. it. Charm. She hates Charm. me. 
De charme. Charme. Sandra Ducharme. Ducharme. That sounded so beautiful. Say it again. <laughs> you said it. But Cassandra Ducharme. God damn. I hope that's how you say it. It I is hope now. So too, if it is. Whoever this is, they just changed the <laughs> way their name is pronounced. <laughs> Why did you change your name? Watch Matt Mercer say it. <laughs> Watch Matt yeah. Mercer say it. Yeah. <laughs> now the gods seem much more present slash outspoken in this campaign. Is this because more player characters are attached to gods, or is it due to consequences in the first campaign? Uh, no, it's because we have a lot more divine-based mm. players. players um, yeah. I, I try not to, to have an influence of you know, deific influence too strong in any sort of campaign because I want the players to feel like they're, you know, they're the ones who are guiding the story and everything. And, and a lot of times, it's very easy to fall back on divinity as an easy, like, well, I don't know what to do. Tell me, you're the gods, you right, know, type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, like, it's finding a delicate balance there where the players still are, are the ones with the agency. It's part of the reason why when I created the world, I wanted there to be the divine gate. You know, in a world where the gods can walk among us, and you know that level of power can have direct influence in the world, uh, then why are humans trying to fix the problems? Mm-hmm. You know, so it was my way of kind of fixing that problem and still giving people and mortals the you know, the, the the majority of the agency in the way the world was uh, continuing forward. Um, but with people that were so, you know, given into divine influence for their power. And, and worship for you know, as the source of where they find their inner strength, uh, with your character and Jester and then Caduceus and um, and now Ford, it just turned out that way. Yeah. And so uh, so for me, it's finding a unique a unique balance between not robbing the players of them feeling like they are really the ones pushing the story and and guiding their destiny and and having this influence with their own choices, but still feel rewarded for this. Faith that they're showing towards this larger power, mm-hmm. and you know, fighting in some ways for its interests as well, uh, and and, re- and rewarding for all those aspects of it, and good role playing in those points too. So that's kind of my challenge. More gods, more complicated, or more fun for you, or both? I think m- more complicated. Yeah. Um, layers like, upon layers. Kind of. Plus a lot of the history and how much of that's going to come into play, right? Like yeah, the lore yeah. and stuff. Uh, I. You know, there there are a lot of, of deities in in the pantheon, just based on like the Donmore pantheon, and <clears throat> where I've expanded on elements of it. And there are lesser idols in the world, creatures, you know, entities that aren't gods per se, but they hold some element of divine power. Um, uh, like you know, Vesh, for instance, uh, back in the yeah. like campaign one, uh, Will Friedle's character Kashaw was a god that he worshipped, he mm-hmm. called a god, and, and there was a divinity and a divine relationship there, but Vesh isn't part of the greater pantheon. Um, but what? But then again, what is a god to you? Right. If you worship something and it gives you power and you have a relationship with it that is you know, about worship and divinity, then who's to say that isn't just your god? So it's very kind of, I, I consider it a, a, on a grand scale, on, on like a, a, a researched level, you know, uh, people who have studied this for a long time, there are gods and there are lesser than gods. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but from a person-to-person experience, what is a god to you can be very, very different to what is a god to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into a group of, uh, you know, tiny frogmen that worship some crazy named frog god, and you're like, well, it's really just a really big, nasty frog boss that we can kill and wipe out their entire worship structure, but to them, it's a god. Yeah. So, playing yeah. in that space is kind of fun. Uh, but uh, I, I don't want to overcrowd it necessarily. Right, right, yeah. Then it gets like really complicated and diluted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something? No? Yeah? Were you going to answer this question exactly. from Captain Crunch Harkness? 
Such Captain Crunch name. Harkness, that's great. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, what was running through your mind when you got the how do you want to do this on Oban? How might having such a cathartic moment impact Yasha moving forward? And Matt, how gratifying was it for you as a DM that the dice gave Yasha that moment? Uh, of course you, you, I mean, weirdly, you hope for something like that after having gone through that and you're like, come on, let vengeance be mine. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, that was just so exciting to come back to the table and obviously you, you love the, how do you want to do this moment for mm -hmm. Matt? Cause you're like, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for Yasha, there's a, there's, there's a lot of weirdness to it. You know, it's, I think just because you sort of uh, kill the thing that has been torturing you doesn't mean you're free from that mm. trauma. Mm -hmm. So I think, it, I don't know if she's satisfied yet. Like I, I, I being think it's- Being free from the present reality of something is, being, is, is different from being, being yes. free of it in your mind. I and, think and in, in the heart. present, yeah. which is probably why she had such a violent reaction of instead of just using the sword, it was just like, I need to physically rip this person apart. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think there's, I don't know, I think she's gonna be unpacking that for a while. Yeah. It's, but I think, but I mean, for Ashley, that was super satisfying. I was like, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. yeah. this is your D&D moment that you want. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but I think for Yasha, it's a little bit more complicated. I threw a bullock at the TV. <laughs> I was so yeah. excited. I, I just got so, up and I threw all I 200 so pounds stoked. of them at the... I was just trying to sort of like okay, be in your character. I was also, so oh. tired because the whole night stressed me out because Matt was like, it was, Thursday night was Matt going, watch how many maps I can make. <laughs> watch me, motherfucker. Those maps were so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I had a lot of fun putting them together. I wanted to make it an Gorgeous. epic confrontation, so. You did. I was excited. I'm always excited when, when a player gets a poetic, how do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. um, and with Oban, there was a part of me that was like, I want him to survive a little longer because there's some other shit he can do. And, you know, like I had a whole plan with that, the four squares in the bottom, like the ritual, if he was able to get, if he was able to get all four of you down there, like if, 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 uh, if you were still under his control with the, the Cato Geist and even just one member of the Mighty Nine could be controlled and put into that fourth spot, it would immediately start the ritual. All of you would become paralyzed, but your AC would go up super high, and they would have one round to try and take out one of you to break it before it shattered the shackle. Oh my god. And uh, killed everyone who was part of the ritual. Oh my um, Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, it was like You're it was a like sick and twisted and terrible man, and I was, wanna kiss you. It was fun. Well that, that, that's <laughs> the whole reason why he was collecting individuals that were you know impossible to kill or could mm -hmm. or could be restored family. easily. Because his unstoppable family, they could just repeatedly do this to every single shackle. Wow. Um, but if he had fodder of the Mighty Nine, he's like, "Well, you're worthy sacrifice. You know, you're powerful enough soul to have gotten here that you'll still be powerful enough to to, to feed this ritual. Yeah. But you won't survive it. But I don't give a shit. Damn. And so if it had gotten, if he had gotten each of you in one of those circles, then immediately they all would have been locked in with its like powerful arcane field as it began the ritual. And there was one round where you had a chance to maybe stop it by by killing one person in there. And uh, I love how layered your bad guy shit is too, though. Beyond just how good your NPCs are and, and how rich some of those characters end up being, like your, you know, your Gilmore's and no spoilers, but uh, your uh, huh? It's layered. It's layered, and it's 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 
there's always an emotional beyond just the psychological shit. There's always there's always some sort of emotional connection. You think back to all the different sort of villain arcs in campaign one and 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 what we've dealt with so far. I was thinking about the um, the Iron Giants. That's not it, Danny. <laughs> it's the Iron. The Iron Shepherd. I said the Iron Shepherds. You said Iron the Will? Iron Giant. That uh-huh. great movie reminds me of that. Is Iron Will the dog sled movie? It's one of the. What's Iron Will, Steve? You're from Canada. It's about wolves. And Wilfred L's not in that, is he? Wilfred L. Wilfred Ale. Yeah. That guy worships himself. He's his own god. <laughs> Anyways, we got to give away fan art of the week. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Fan art of the week. Put it in a frame. The <laughs> Iron Shepherd. The Iron Shepherd's my favorite meatloaf album. You know, welcome to the neighborhoods underrated, Steve. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think I'd lie. I'd lie for you, and that's the truth. Is that one on there? Anyway, I, drums are good I'm on that. I'm sure. This week's fan art winner for Campaign 2, Episode 86, was sent in by Chelsea Goerzen. At Never Draws, let's take a look. Ooh, this one's crazy good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> beautiful. So I so love beautiful. it. Uh, I love it. That's so cool. Oh, so much pain. Mm-hmm. So much sorrow. But also such good hair. Such good awesome. hair. Oh, the eyes. I love it. I love it so much. It's gorgeous. So pretty. Well, Chelsea. That's beautiful. The Chelsea. only thing. I love it. We could possibly give you for that wonderful art is the purple heart dice, dice tray smelt by Ashley Jenkins and That's true. at Matthew Mercer. Voiceover talent. It's <laughs> not it. It's such a it's long um, it. handle. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Adam Junk wants to know. Adam Junk doesn't think highly of himself. Matt, when Oban was dying, he cried out for the Angel of Irons. Did he have no idea who it really was? If hypothetically the party had made this revelation to him, would he have abandoned his foolish quest? Honestly, that was one possible avenue they could have taken. Um, he was unaware up until the very end. His moment of realization was right before he was going to die, and with that confidence of like, like you know, why weren't you there to help me? Yeah, I'll you know, like that the kind of feeling of being abandoned, and then seeing f- that final moment exactly who he'd been truly working for, and in that moment of despair, the punishment tearing him apart. Fuck. Um, so yeah, he had no idea. And that was one option that if they ever decided to pursue it, they could have attempted to try and reach out to him to convince him, tell him the truth behind the Angel of Irons, and possibly through some very high persuasion roles, by subduing and, and convincing, like wow. there, there could have been a way of completely disabling his plot and not had to maybe kill him necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that he's a person who wasn't worth being, you know, some severe punishing. He's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah, I understand. But um, but that was another option they could have gone. Mm. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. Yasha doesn't know yet. No. Yeah, no, yeah. The, 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 the first, that. the only thing that Yasha really knows about the Angel of Irons is what it just did to Oban. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't seem very angelic. not a good person to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ashley. Rap Seven Pack wants to know. Yasha <laughs> seemed intent on freeing the Kato uh, Geist from Oban's control as well. Was this solidarity for a fellow victim, or has she seen something that has led her to believe that the Kato Geist can be redeemed? Um, well, this is interesting. That's interesting. I guess this is this is 
These are actually questions that I asked Matt before the game. Oh, really? Um, because we had talked and, and sort of knowing that Yasha being aware that she was, you know, being controlled. Um, I had asked, I was like, it just, does she know, would she know that about the other members of the party? Would she assume that or how is, how are they feeling? And obviously, mm. you know, but Matt had me roll um, to see uh, oh. what I've picked up on. Um, it may come out in the game. It may come out in the game, Understood. yeah. Yeah. I like that you made it roll. Yeah, but there was a, no yeah. Price. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, 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 but I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Makes sense. Yeah. I got a technical question for you, Matt. Yes. From uh, Robert Fischetti. What is special about Yasha's new breastplate that denoted a special mention of it besides raising her AC? Anything special there? Uh, it, it was it was more just like in the interim while she was away um, to to be as powerful a, an instrument to Oban as she could be. Mm. That was an addition to her uh, attire. You no, know, going into the, the challenges they knew they were going to face. Going to the capital city of Rexentrum, breaking into the chantry of the Don Father, you know, having to like to go towards this whole thing is like, all right, we need to get you a bit some better armor, and so that was kind of the idea behind it. Is now she has a piece of armor that it's up to Yasha to decide if she wants to continue with it, knowing the context of who gave it to her and what that memory wow. is attached to it. She still got her bracers. In, uh, yeah. in, in, uh, in Rosanna, waiting point, on her. Though, That's true. There were consequences. I feel like. We'll we talk about it in game. We'll find out. But, but that that was kind of the idea too. Is I wanted it to be a, a new physical characteristic of like the evil Yasha esque type, you know, character in the fight to make her even a little more dangerous to the party when they were going up against her, and to just have a cool visual connotation of like this is a this is a different Yasha than what you've known in the past necessarily. Mm. And then the rest is up to up to how you want to deal with it. Uh-huh. How I want to do this? That's something I don't do this. Ashley, none other than Dr. Jethro McCrazy wants to know. A lot of things have changed in the nine since Yasha was away. Ford has a new sword and accent. The other girls have gotten tattoos. Bo has become an expositor. What's going to take the most getting used to? Oh boy. Um, this is so interesting. This this feels like, okay, I'm getting a little a little deep here, guys. Let's go. This feels a little bit like me coming home, mm. where it's like you're away for a while, and you're like, oh, things are so different. Yeah. Life goes on and moves on. It's all great and positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's just adjusting, you know, sort of, you know, she'll see sort of the relationships, the tattoos, you know, Fords. The accent thing, we didn't get to sort of uh, get into that in the game the other night, but that was noticed. Ryasha's like, whoa, he's yeah. talking very differently. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it plays out in game and sort of how everyone treats Yasha and how sort of Yasha is able to respond to that, whether it's positive reinforcement or negative. Um, Hmm. I feel like the positive reinforcement is going to be tougher. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, no, I've done terrible things, you need to be mad at me. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Depends on how you feel about yourself, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Man, can't take too much of that on though, because the old purple man. The old purple man. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. That's great. No. Okay. He's just going to be known as the old purple man. Now let's make sure the wicked. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. Danny, for once, agrees with me. Let's end the show there after this question. <laughs> Matt, Lady Vex DeRolo. Oh, oh. I did that. Spoilers. You are justly praised, Matt, for creating NPCs the players and fans both care about deeply. How did the strong reaction to Pumat having his fly you fools moment make you feel? <laughs> yes, it totally was. It and, totally yeah, it was, was, right? And how satisfying is it to know you make people care so much just with your words? It's very satisfying. Um, it it catches me off guard sometimes because I don't I don't think when I'm making these characters or flesh them out like, oh man, I'm I'm excited for people to to you know have feelings about them or, or get invested. They're just they're you know as an actor these are my players. Mm -hmm. These are my player characters. I don't get I don't get to play in the game, but like these you know certain prominent NPCs and these prominent villains are all characters that I get to flesh out. As deeply and, and build out a backstory of just like I would if I was deeply invested in a player character. Um, so I'm just excited that the people are as invested in them as I am. Yeah. Um, so with that particular Pumat moment, uh, it, it made me excited to see that everyone else was as like, oh God, no! Um, at the table. Uh, and it just kind of worked out that way. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> I think this was my favorite episode of Campaign 2. I'm obviously biased, but it had laughter, sad, cry, all the good stuff. By the time it had all the ups and downs, 100 maps, you were dumping them like Taylor Swift singles. Another one, another one. It's like, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. I slept like fog that night, man. I was, it was, that was a big up yeah. and down. Yeah. Twist the blade. Hey, that's all the time we have. I want to go on forever, Ooh, but sadly... Henry has to get home to his brothers. That's okay, Henry. Henry. We'll get you home, buddy. Big doggy. He's half off. The Hi, Waggy. Hey, Waggy. He's like, why'd you guys wake me up? Why'd you wake me up? I was having fun. I was dreaming about opening all these Christmas presents full of dog <laughs> no, treats. No, I want to open get them all. Are these, what's in here, Max? Are these all dog treats? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah, we have quite a budget for it. <laughs> we have, oh, yeah, oh, news to me. You can get up there, not so yeah. Hey, Ashley, Matt, thanks for joining us. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us, guys. Remember, no Critical Role this Thursday, but next Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Aren't these beautiful? I'm just, I'm fascinated by the way the light hits them. These are the white, so these are the white stone dice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, you can see, ones, you yeah. can kind of see, like, the light, it makes More it look like it's got just a tiny bit of pee inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next Thursday. Residual, man. 7 p.m. Yeah. Why are you not working on the merch team? <laughs> I keep sending in my you LinkedIn. You to Laura. I, you might I get it. send in my LinkedIn. <laughs> Laura's blocked me on everything. It's like there's a little drop of pee. Yeah, it's like there's a little bit of pee. Hey, as always, don't forget to love each other. Uh, don't worry, it's almost next Thursday. <laughs> or it's almost Thanksgiving, depending on, That's, you know. Or, yeah, where you are. Steve, when, when's Boxing Day? Is that the Canadian Thanksgiving? No. No, that's Christmas. I have time. That's day after Christmas. Day after yeah, Christmas, day after okay. Christmas. Well, that took a while. Quick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, my friends. Remember, creepy and a crime. Neither is B&B. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. We love you. Love you. 
Thank you for listening to Talks Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talks Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.